0: Hello everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to Whee! 2024. It's kind of wild 24. saying that, although I feel like December has lasted forever, so I'm excited to be in the new year. Mm. I am Kelsey and you are listening to The Reader's Quadrant, and Imperian podcast, but this is a special episode of The Reader's Quadrant. In fact, it's more like a year in review of reading. Yes.
1: We are going to be going over our top three books from 2023 that we read as well as what we are anticipating
0: for 2024. Uh, disclaimer, top three books excluding Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Yes. You all already know that those are our top books.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> um. So I had a really good year of reading. I read a ton of books, some really good, some really not good. I read a wide variety of genres, but I would say I stuck mostly to the fantasy genre. What about you? Um I've done a lot of romantic
1: and um nonfiction. Oh <laughs> the promised land <laughs> I'm at forty three percent. Damn it!
0: <laughs>
1: Which is a lot for that book.
0: <laughs> that, We're getting there. It is impressive. Um, it takes a lot. I day. will say, I have read. I I'm over two hundred books this year.
1: Damn. Um,
0: and honestly, I owe that a lot to the um, like book podcast communities that I've gotten into in recent years because there was a period of time after university that I just didn't read Mm -hmm. like anything I forgot that I actually enjoyed doing it and then being part of these communities seeing all these recommendations and people get excited about reading made me excited about reading like again because I loved reading when I was young um but school kind of like sucked the joy out of that um yeah but I'm so excited to have gotten back into it and to have discovered all these wonderful series and wonderful people.
1: Yeah, I kind of had a similar thing where like after I finished college, I just did not really read. Um, And then a couple years ago, I found the Switch and Flick podcast, which is a Harry Potter podcast. And they kind of got me back into reading those books. And then I... Noticed them and a bunch of others on their Discord talking about the Akatar. The Quarter of Thorns and Roses series. Yep. And then I got sucked into that and rediscovered reading. So. You know, this is going to
0: sound really terrible, especially for, for someone who loved Harry Potter and like all of those dystopian novels um, growing up, like the Hunger Games Divergent, all of those things this is going to sound bad. But it's like I didn't realize until people got into Akatar that fantasy was something that women could enjoy. Like I knew that we could enjoy it, but I didn't think it was something that was like uh, like mainstream or popular. So it's so nice to have these mm. series that are bringing women into the fantasy worlds and like we're so excited about it and we can discuss and it's a section I, of literature I think that's been so closed off to women over the years. Like it's been so focused on men. And so it's nice that mm there's these series that center women.
1: Ironically, I've kind of had the opposite. <laughs> I've always read fantasy, like, since I was young. Um, I always read, like, the Xanth series by Piers Anthony. Um, and then Garth Nix's The Old Kingdom series, which is um, female main characters. Highly recommend. Um, Sarah J. Mass is a fan. You could actually, if you've read them, you could find some influences in, like, those books. Um, so... I don't know like for me personally I've always been into fantasy but I can definitely see like if you look like R.A. Salvatore and like that kind of like fantasy and whatnot where it can like feel closed off. What
0: I disliked about a lot of fantasy was that any focus on the women was focused on women's like pain like Mm. sexual assault and just
1: or just their sexiness in general.
0: Yes and so what I'm enjoying about these series that are written by women focused on women centered around women is that we're getting less and less of that. In fact, the injury that Rebecca Yarros just did, um, wish that you should care about about her writing process, she discusses that sexual assault will never be something that happens in the Empyrean series, ever. Awesome. Which I am so excited about because I'm so tired of stories being centered around women's pain. Like I'm sick mm. of it. I'm sick of it. I get enough of that in the news. Right. Jeez Anyways. Um, so we'll each be talking about our Uh, top three favorite books that we read this year, and mine are in no particular order. I'm not sure about yours. I kind of went from most to least. Okay, mine are in no order, so I will start. So one of the favorites that I read this year was called *Foul Lady Fortune* by Chloe Gong, and it was really interesting. It's a the first book in a duology. I haven't read the second one yet, but it is out. Um, Mm. and it's in, set in 1930s Shanghai in, uh, China. And there's this uh, woman, Rosalind, um, who was brought back from like being dead, but now she can't, she doesn't sleep and she doesn't age. Like literal death or the brink of death? Like brink of death. Um, and she can't die. Like she's, her wounds heal. Is she a vampire? No. Uh, so now she's become an assassin for her country um, and her codename is fortune. So that's why the book is called foul lady fortune. Got and uh, so this is right around the time that Japan is marching into China to occupy them. So she becomes mm-hmm. uh, like a, a more of a, to pivot, she becomes more of a spy and there's a series of murders in Shanghai that are causing like a huge wave of like panic. And so she has to fake a marriage, fake a marriage. You see where I'm going with this to this other, to this other spy Orion. And I don't know, there's just so many twists and turns and the end is like crazy. It's so good. I really should get to reading the, uh, the second book of the duology. I just haven't had time to get through it Mm -hmm. but it's like it was a really cool book it's different from a lot of things that i've read before but i really enjoyed it because there's that like kind of sci-fi element there with her being healed and now she now Mm -hmm. she doesn't sleep or and doesn't age so it's kind of crazy um and then i like like it china in the 1930s is not an era that i know a ton about so Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed myself is that
1: the era with The Last Emperor of China? Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? I couldn't. So I did like I couldn't tell you. I read a lot about him once. I don't know how that happened, but I got sucked into a Wikipedia rabbit hole. I think it was. Um, <laughs> but So is it kind of like fantasy thriller? Yeah,
0: it's like spy thriller uh, with sci-fi elements into it. And like a whodunit, because there's like a murder mystery Ooh, I like it. Um but yeah, it was really good.
1: Crescent City has that.
0: Yes. Like that, but with less best friend betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Danica.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, the first book's been out long enough so you can understand what I mean when I say fucking Danica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is not a good friend. Okay.
0: What's your what what's your first book?
1: Mine is um, kind of like what we talked about a little bit before, but um, a quart of silver flames. Ooh. I know some people did not like that one. Me. I really liked it. That'd be me. You don't like it? I right. yeah. You don't like? I it. hate you don't like Nesta, Nesta though.
0: I cannot. You hate Nesta? damn her.
1: I love Nesta. Yes. So I love this book. I really liked how it rounded her out. I liked how it turned her like she had a lot of character development, which frankly, most characters in that series don't really have character development. Mm-hmm. They have character, but they don't have character development. Like, And there's a difference. And so I think her having that character development, like really kind of has like a turning point. Um, I'm not sure if it's SJM's writing, like if she's like matured with her writing or if it's just like with this series. because um, I haven't really read. I've read Crescent City, but I haven't read Throne of Glass, so I don't really know how those. And I feel like Crescent
0: Crescent City. I feel like S.J.M. kind of did like a a really different writing style in the way that she did. Mm -hmm. She did those books compared to what she did in Throne of Glass and Court series. So yeah,
1: yeah. So I really liked it. I love Nesta's journey. I liked everything about it except the pregnancy
0: trope. I. Maybe that honestly, like, that part it killed the vibe for me because I hated to, couldn't stand the way that Reese went about handling that, and yeah. I think I just dislike the pregnancy trope so much in books. Um, yeah. Anyways, and there's just there's
1: just so much that they could have done different. Like, okay, sure. If why didn't they just have her shift as soon as they realized? You know, I, like a they could have done that.
0: And it's just why? why couldn't she survive a C section? Why didn't Reese that give her any autonomy at all by telling her?
1: Yeah, and I know people say that's out of character for Reese, but I really don't think it is because no. it's not the first time he's done this. He likes to
0: be in control, regardless of whether or not that hurts anybody else. But no, I I liked aspects of that book. Like I really liked the Valkyries yes. training so i like that so cool. obviously i like cassian um but I, mm-hmm. I just can't get on board with nesta but i know a ton of people do love her so mm-hmm. we'll see maybe my opinions will be swayed in future books
1: i think we we'll gonna end up hating elaine more
0: i am so ambivalent about <laughs> elaine like i have no opinion
1: she's a big ball of nothing yeah pretty much she's just it. she's just trying to cause problems now i feel
0: like I just that meme that's like, okay, Elaine can grow flowers. Why didn't she grow, I don't know, food
1: <laughs> for her family? Yes. <laughs> also with that whole bonus chapter with her and Asriel, like, she's just trying to cause shit now. Like, come on. I don't know.
0: I feel like that painted Asriel in a worse light. Well, they both are a terrible people. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought that book was really well written and it was different from her other ones. I just wasn't a huge fan of the characters, which I mean.
1: And that's fair. That's fair. You know, like it could still be the best written book ever. But if you don't like the characters, you don't like the characters. Yeah.
0: what else what was your next book uh i feel like i didn't realize that i was kind of going with a theme with these first two books here but it's a spy theme so this one Ooh. was really fun it's called killers of a certain age by dina rayburn and it's <laughs> think golden girls but uh former assassins <laughs> so <laughs> that's like red the movie that movie red yes except with women yeah um so there's f- these five, like, older women. Like, older women. I think they're in their 60s or their 70s. And Wouldn't they used to work older. for this firm. And their initial job was, I think, killing uh, escaped Nazis. And mm. they, did, they just moved on and they would kill, uh, like, evil people or who they thought were evil people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> and so now they're in their uh, golden years and their old firm has given them a trip on a cruise ship but it turns out that they have been given orders everyone else in the firm has been given orders to kill these women so now oh they're on the run trying to figure out what's going on hijinks ensue it's it's so much fun this book is just really fun um because I don't often read stories where the protagonists are of a certain age like as the, as right, the title yeah. says but I really enjoyed this one it was an easy read it was quick um but yeah it was it was really fun
1: nice um uh, my next one
0: is called
1: Girl Logic by mm. Eliza Schlesinger
0: That's just like that reminds me of that uh, trend girl math I think that's probably where she got the title from. Well, I don't know. Knowing that her. Like just happened, like not too long ago, girl math.
1: Oh, maybe. It's, I mean, cause there's also like girl dinner and stuff.
0: Girl dinner. Girl dinner. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's <laughs> just on just... TikTok with that. Sound was all over my For You page for weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I did hear about, though, sorry, this is a side tangent. My uh, real estate teammates, they were telling me about the Uber driver with Tourette's.
0: Oh, Did you see that no. one?
1: Where apparently she just starts like, she gets these passengers and then she has, she's like the type of Tourette's where she just blurts out cuss words apparently. And so at one point she just blurts out, shit whore! And then the rest of her passengers start doing it with her, so they just keep yelling shit whore. <laughs> So now that's like a, a joke now amongst us to call each other a shit whore or stupid dummy, which is a separate inside joke. Anyway, <laughs> so Girl Logic it is um, basically like a autobiographical book. Um, if you've read Mindy Kaling's books, um, it's of a similar vein. Um, what is it? She's got Why is everyone hanging out without me? And then I forget what the other one is. Um, for Mindy Kaling, mm. but it's just kind of like her thoughts on life mixed in with her, like her own like growing up and everything. It's like I learned some things. Like I knew she was Jewish. I did not know that she got a nose job. Huh. Um, kind of like as a I think she said it was like a high school graduation present for herself, basically.
0: Oh my god! I um, thought you were gonna say from her parents. Hmm? i thought you were gonna say it was a high like school the- graduation gift from her parents like her parents told her okay you need to get a nose job oh no, no
1: no no she wanted to do <laughs> okay. it um, okay
0: okay <laughs> i was about to be like that's concerning
1: no it was her choice okay. um although i was trying to kind of like she does have some pictures in there of herself for when she was younger um but sometimes it's kind of because like if you're like young young it's hard to tell mm-hmm. you know so I was like, oh, what did her old nose look like? So I was like trying to find the pictures of what her old nose looked like. It was hard to find. Um, but anyway, it was just, it was a really fun read. She's, you know, if you don't know who Eliza Schlesinger is, she is a comedian. Um, she has one Last Comic Standing. She has several Netflix specials. Um, they're all very good. Um, my favorite is Elder Millennial. Um, but yeah she's just a great feminist uh comedian and i really enjoyed her writing
0: fun i don't have any nonfiction books on my list i am not as sophisticated as you are this year apparently
1: it's just from podcast listening not gonna lie (laughs) i just dump things on my goodreads list speaking
0: of podcast listening oh my god i do not know if you have heard of this podcast I just heard about it and I listened. I'm almost halfway through. It's called (laughs) Who Shat On the Floor at My Wedding? What? (laughs) And it's like a true crime podcast. These two women, (laughs) someone literally shat on the floor of the bathroom at their wedding and they found feces on the floor. And they're trying to figure out, like two years later, who did it. So they bring in like literal experts. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and they interview them and they're like interrogating their guests with like lie detectors, <laughs> and it is so funny
1: is this a real life this is this a, like no a this is a
0: real life thing that, and it's like oh a literal god. podcast <laughs> who shat on the floor at my <laughs> and they bring on that's like amazing. literally a forensic like expert who's like testified in like a bunch of different that's probably like the old, like
1: a true crime podcast i would actually listen to it is
0: so <laughs> funny they take it so seriously like they go back to the scene of the crime like two years later <laughs> and they made like a diagram and they're like point to where you found them that's amazing is it outlined in chalk on the floor
1: too? i don't
0: know but it's so it's so good if you guys have because they're really short episodes too and i think mm-hmm. there's only like 13 of them so if you have some spare time Take a listen to that because it's wild. It sounds amazing. Okay. So my third favorite book I read this year is not a book. It's a series, the Plated Prisoner series. I talked about the most recent uh, book, book five, came out December 7th. So I've just been getting into that. And so the first one is called Guild. And it's a retelling of uh, like the King Midas story. Like everything. Oh, touches... that kind of guild. Yeah, like gilded with gold.
1: <laughs> I thought you meant guild like a group. No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> gilded with <You> gold, <laughs> um, like the Writers Guild.
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: <laughs> not gilded. Guild, not guild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say book one is kind of a slog to get through. So like, get through that, and then the next ones are really really good it's much of the same it's in the same vein as like akatar and all of those it's like romanticy, fantasy elements there's magic different kingdoms kings and queens and it sounds up my own. it is i i really like them so there's what are the guild glint gleam glow and gold is the most recent one that just came out oh and i'm just seeing number six supposed to come out next summer called goldfinch so we'll save that for the next section (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't know that was coming so (laughs) um but yeah if you're looking for a new fantasy series to read that one's really good um don't judge it by the first book i will say like much like Akatar, it it gets better after after the first one
1: to be fair the ending of Akatar like chilled me (laughs) Like, the whole sequence, like, at the end with her and Amarantha, like, at the very end there, Mm. oh, man, like, when she's, can I spoil that?
0: Yeah, Akatar is old. Okay. Like,
1: when Amarantha is, like, actively killing her and, like, doing all that shit, Mm. like, I literally was, like, picturing that in my brain, and it was, like, it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I don't know
0: if I said this, but the Plated Prisoner series is by Raven Kennedy and it's mm. available on kindle as well if you wanted to check it out there but yeah I, I don't know like not many people have heard of this series and i think it's really good so um so
1: my last book is called over the top it is another nonfiction book this one is by jonathan van ness and it is kind of it is again uh, autobiographical but i really like this one because he grew up in quincy illinois which isn't too far from where I live now. In fact he even talks about in the book. Of like coming to Springfield. To like go to the mall. And like troll for guys. Um, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. It's just kind of fun like you know. Read about where I live now. In a book by a now famous person. Um, but I learned a lot like about his. History and his story. Like I knew a little bit. Um, but. I learned a lot more like about him. Essentially, I think it's common it's it's out there it's in his book like how he essentially was a prostitute and then developed AIDS as a result of that oh. and his yeah um, and his just kind of trying to get off, get sober and get clean and all of that kind of stuff. And so it was it was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Um it was an easy read for me cuz he writes so well, um, I thought, or his ghostwriter did. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> you never yeah, know. He's true. a busy man. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise true. me.
0: Honestly, I, I honestly think... I kind of expect when you get any celebrity quote unquote autobiography, like mm-hmm. there's ghostwriters involved because one person cannot be good at everything. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. Like I I I do think Eliza
1: probably wrote her book because she's a comedian. Yes, and comedians have to do a lot of writing as part of what they, they have, do, have to write so their I own do,
0: sketches and books yes and stuff like that. So that I can totally understand. Yeah. Or like Barack Obama, someone who has to yes. write for like what they do. But like actors and stuff like this, who are actors mm-hmm. slash writers, like
1: yeah, yeah. So. Whether it was him or Ghostwriter, it was a good book. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, I think I talked about it. Yeah, I talked about that one on my bookstagram, which I need to update. But if you want to check out my bookstagram, it is between my book ends,
0: ENZ, on Instagram. And if you want to check um, out our podcast <laughs> Instagram, yes. it's at Reader Squadron Podcast.
1: We did not mention that in the last episode. Nope,
0: that's why I just said it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Also, join our Discord. Yeah, join our it's Discord. Fun. A link will be posted in our Instagram stories. You get
1: behind the scenes of us like actively posting in there about when we just recorded. As they say, <laughs> it's a hoot. It's a hoot. Uh, we have lots of different channels. It's a lot of fun right now um, as we record this it's not a secret we're taking a short break for the holidays so we are recording this before Christmas so it's a lot of talking right now about Christmas shopping and people just being terrible yeah because Christmas shopping turns people into terrible people yeah it's true I wish it wasn't but it's true it's true my husband and I were walking like from the parking lot into the strip mall to go to the Xfinity store and this car they like, literally almost ran us down
0: i don't know working retail around christmas is literally some of the least favorite times of my entire life uh
1: i never have done it and i don't want to. no
0: i did it uh 16 through 19 Oof. (sighs) no thank you yeah i feel like that's like a rite of
1: passage though
0: honestly it teaches you to be respectful of people yeah they're not making enough money to deal with what they deal with.
1: Mm-mm. Be kind to all. Yeah. Especially employees in retail.
0: Yeah. Um, so now we're going to... Make that your... Now we're going to oh. uh, chat about the books that we're most looking forward to this coming year and 2024. I think I can speak for almost everyone... Uh, like in our Discord right now, when I say we're all looking forward to Crescent City Three, House of Flame and Shadow. Yep. Um, and how that ties into the Akatar universe, knowing what we know about the end of Crescent City Two.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, I think we can kind of maybe infer some things based on who is focused on in the bonus chapters. You know what I'm
0: not excited about, though, is those freaking bonus chapters. Why are there so mm. many? Why are there so, there's so many. many different editions? SJM, this annoys me. I think we talked about this think... before as well, how we are annoyed about bonus chapters. <laughs> I don't think it's her. I really think it's the publisher. Why? There's Regardless like how... so... there's like nine different ones, isn't there?
1: There's so I... At least like six yeah because there's because so we've got what we've got walmart we've got amazon we've got walmart did i say walmart yeah okay we've got walmart amazon target barnes and noble indigo in canada there's indigo, one in the uk uk and then i feel like there's one for like the indie bookstores yep. i think yep. so that's seven there might be one or two more that I'm not for.
0: Did Books a Million have? One? I don't know, but I'm thinking there's probably more than there's probably a couple in Europe that we're missing that aren't the UK.
1: At least they're all going to end up online at some point. <sighs> it just, like people will post them.
0: It just it promotes overconsumption. But anyways, regardless, we're trying to stay positive. I'm very excited for this book. Do we know how long it's, it's going to be? be? Awesome. I think it's, it's going to be another really long one. I think it is. The trend set with Crescent City books are there like f- fucking huge. I'm gonna see if I can Google it real quick. <clears throat> um, and then for me, I didn't even know that this <laughs> this book was coming out, but it's 848 pages. Do we know how many words? Mm. Because Iron Flame was only like 100 pages longer or so than, um. Fourth wing, but it was like almost double the words. All I have is the uh, page count. Okay. So yeah, it's gonna be a big boy. Um we'll we'll talk about that on the podcast, I'm sure. Uh and then the next book that I am looking forward to that I didn't even know was a thing until we started recording this podcast is evidently The Plate of Prisoner <laughs> number six. <laughs> it's supposed to come out next August. So something to look forward to. Goldfinch. Thank you, Raven, Raven Kennedy, for uh pumping these out so quickly. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything else that you're looking forward to? Nope. Not that I could think of. I'm trying to think, like, because there's not... It's hard, unless I'm following an author religiously, Mm -hmm. to know if I'm getting excited about, like, a standalone book that they're coming out with. Like, as far as I know, there's no standalone books that I'm looking forward to this coming year. And the only ones that are coming out in the series that have been confirmed are the ones that we've already mentioned.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at my Goodreads list of what I'm going to be reading next after I finish A Promised Land. So, the next one I have is an Elizabeth Warren book, This Fight Is Our Fight. (laughs) You're just continuing on with the heavy hitters.
0: Apparently, this one's short,
1: though. It's only 352 pages.
0: Oh, that's nice. Nice and concise.
1: Yeah, so it's short. Unlike Obama, who has like 700 some goddamn pages. That's just who he is. I know. God love him, but goddamn. After that is The Sum of Us, What Racism
0: Costs Everyone, (laughs) and How We Can Prosper Together. I'm talking about like all of these like by Heather McGee. Fantasy, fairies, vampires, and Sam's over here like racism. How do we conquer this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much because like like I said, I was, if someone's on a podcast, I'll just throw their books in my Goodreads. So chances are it's going to be nonfiction. And, uh, well, I mean, it's no secret at this point. Uh, I am more liberal minded. Um,
0: so those are the kinds of books that I have on there. <laughs> uh, my nonfiction generally consists of like historical nonfiction because I'm like a huge history nerd. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I have a bunch of stuff I mean, I... right now that I need to read. Like, I have Catherine the Great Biography Ooh. and, like, the okay. Romanovs that I need to read. It's just I need to be in the right, like, headspace to have, like, a lot of facts, like, shoved in my brain.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to scroll through and see what my next nonfiction is. Oh, my God. Why is that in there? I've read that one. No, what? Remove that. Why is a Court of thorns and roses in there? That's marked off already. That's dumb. Um, what is next? Jesus, I'm still scrolling. Um, still scrolling. Still scrolling. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's the Joy Luck Club. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: That's not that. That's fiction, right? Yeah, so that's kind of our year in review for the books that we've read. Um, Let us know on our Instagram about what your favorite books in 2023 were and what books you are most looking forward to coming out in the new year because I am always down for more uh, recommendations.
1: Yes, and also in our Discord, we do have a channel where we talk about books and what we are reading Mm -hmm. and just anything to do with books. For example, one of our listeners recently posted um, a book that she got in her bookish box, and it is beautiful. Oh my god, it's amazing. This is Ian Bat. Uh, She got a beautiful copy of Masters of Death by Olivia Blake. It's also signed... It's got, like, looks like sprayed edges. It's got a foil inside page. Like, it is amazingly beautiful. Let's also
0: take this moment to plug the French copy of Fourth Wing.
1: Yes. Um, What is up with that? So we've
0: talked about how the German copy gave us jealousy issues. Um, Mm -hmm. A German copy of Iron Flame. The French one is a Fourth Wing. But it is unreal. What the heck is up? (laughs) Why
1: are all the other countries outside of North America getting these amazing, beautiful copies?
0: Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this little break. We will be back next week with uh, a return to our chapter episodes. We'll be going to chapter six? Six. Going into chapter six of Fourth Wing. So thank you for bearing with us for this little break. We needed a couple weeks off to spend time with our families and just recharge so we're back to normal January 9th yes so enjoy
1: your new year celebrations and uh, we will see you all soon bye thank you so much bye
0: we would like to thank Kevin MacLeod for the use of his song The Pyre for our intro and outro music